Economics in the Spirit presents episode 16 of How to Be a Success Ordinary Men Living Extraordinary Lives The podcast that explores the messy nuts and bolts behind people's success. Now here's your host, S.B. Cole, author of The Good Man, exploring economics and the spirit. Let's go on to the mountaintop section. Yeah. Was there a moment when you thought, I think things are going to be all right? There, there was. It was difficult. Um, after my meeting with the vicar, uh, I went with him to my marital home. Yeah. Um, and by the grace of God, my wife allowed me back into a life. Um, I told her that I'd seriously contemplated taking my own life. So I was dispatched immediately to see the GP. Mm-hmm. Um, our GP was a member of our church. You see where this is going. Wow. So um, from there, I was sent immediately to a hospital for an urgent mental health assessment and I was diagnosed as suffering from severe depression. Okay. So I was pres- pres- uh, prescribed some medication mm-hmm. and uh, I was dispatched back home. I was put on the sick from work mm-hmm. and uh, I, obviously people thought oh, he's gone mad. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the, the perception. There's still that the, that was the stigma attached to yeah. mental health illness. Uh, oh, Gasky's gone mad, and uh, and I was and I was at home and trying to rebuild my life mm-hmm. um, after making several revelations to Sue, which I knew I had to do. When you say revelations, are they? the kind of revelations that in other settings might be a situation which would have ended the marriage? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, probably my best bit of theology is, is this phrase, which I stole off a good friend of mine, mm-hmm. and he said, a confession mm-hmm. is like a good puke. <laughs> it makes heck of a mess, but it's better out. And that's as probably as far as my theology goes. <laughs> but, but I agree with that. But, but I had to, I had to um, make a full and frank admission to my wife why we were £15,000 in debt. Okay. I had to tell her about some of the stuff I'd started to dabble in mm-hmm. and some of the extramarital relationships that yeah. I found myself in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew I had to do that in order to recover. Yeah. And... and but again, by the grace of God, she allowed me back into her life. Your wife sounds like an amazing woman. She she is, uh, and and I make I make no no bones about this. In human terms, mm-hmm. Sue is the hero in my story. Wow. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Wow. Was there a moment when you thought things are really working out? When did you get to that kind of place? Initially, I was <clears throat> excuse me. Initially, I was in a daze, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was really ill. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realise how ill I'd become, and that manifested itself in all sorts of ways. Uh, one of them being I, I developed a telephone phobia. Okay. Uh, so every time the phone rang, mm-hmm. I would run upstairs and lock myself in the bathroom, mm-hmm. 
which sounds absolutely ridiculous, but of course, in the job that I had, every phone call was grief, really. Okay. So every time the phone went, I thought it's grief, and because I couldn't cope, mm-hmm. that was my reaction to it. And and I, I had lots of discussions with with um, mental health mm-hmm. uh, specialists over a year. Yeah. And uh, and that was part and parcel of of one of the symptoms of my illness, but I. Even then, although I was I was at home and I was being I was being cosseted in many respects by yeah. my wife mm-hmm. um, because she'd been told not to leave me on my own, yeah, not even for a couple of minutes. Yeah, so I was being well looked after, but I, I, even then, um, I, I I couldn't really see if I had a future. Mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't really see that. Yeah, until we went. To again, we went to uh, the vicarage. Yeah. Um, on for a, a social evening at the vicarage, which I yeah. didn't really want to go to. Yeah. But Sue said, "Will you come to this social event?" Mm-hmm. I reluctantly agreed. Mm-hmm. Now, I only agreed because I had lots of brownie points to earn, <laughs> as you can imagine. Yeah. But I said to Sue, "I'll go," but a I I won't enjoy it, and this again explains, says a lot of where I was because I said the first guy who says anything, I'm going to take him outside and I'm going to give him a slap. Says anything about? About me. Okay, and well, your experiences and what well, you mean? And they all knew what I'd done, okay. what I'd put my family Got through. You. So the first person who makes a negative comment about that, I will take him outside and I will give him a good idea. Okay, so what happened then? <clears throat> and Sue assured me that they wouldn't. Okay. And I thought, yes, they will. But when it happens and it kicks off, you know I've given you forewarning. And that was it, literally. Okay. So we went to this bring and share evening mm-hmm. at the vicarage. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I spent the evening talking to some guys from our local church and... I came to the conclusion that evening that my perception of a Christian man, which was less than positive, if I'm honest, my perception completely changed that night. Wow. And I realised that these guys who I thought were weak Mm -hmm. and needy and needed a crutch, etc., etc., were probably some of the strongest men I've ever met. And more importantly, and all of us can learn from this, nobody judged me. Nobody pointed the, you know, the, the accusing finger yeah. or anything like that. Um, and that really took the wind out of my sails because I thought, I'm, I kept looking around, who's going who's gonna to say it? Yeah. And nobody did. So we left that, uh, that church vicarage, that event, and I had some really pleasant thoughts for a change. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we went home and went to bed. Mm-hmm. And then I had what I can only describe as my worst nightmare ever. Go on. I'm not, I'm not easily intimidated mm-hmm. um, by anything. And, uh, but this was the most frightening experience of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fast asleep. Yeah. And I was having this, this uh, nightmare of I was being pulled between two forces. Mm-hmm. On one side of me was just an abyss of nothing, mm-hmm. just black. And on the other side was a tiny speck of light. Mm. 
and I was being pulled between the two. Mm -hmm. And in my nightmare, it was so bad that I just felt that I would physically be torn in two. Mm -hmm. And I was apparently, because I was asleep, I was apparently screaming out to be let go. Wow. And if I'm honest, I wasn't really bothered which side won. Now, unbeknown to me, my lovely wife was praying over me. She could see me going through this experience and she was praying over me. And after this internal titanic battle, yeah. I was released by this darkness mm -hmm. and this speck of light, I was propelled towards it. And the only way I can describe it is like a champagne cork yeah. coming out of a bottle, mm -hmm. that sort of velocity. And, I was, and the light got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and then I was released mm -hmm. into this pure blinding light. Not like this sort of light, an artificial light, yeah. but a pure light. And I, and I woke up and I sat up in bed and I was absolutely wet through with sweat and obviously confused about what I'd just experienced. Yeah. So my wife, bless her, decided that now was the time to fetch a copy of the Why Jesus booklet mm -hmm. that she'd surreptitiously hidden downstairs, um, waiting for the, the precise moment. And uh, when she was out of our bedroom, yeah. I became aware of another presence mm -hmm. in our room. And in the corner of our bedroom, a figure held out his hands towards me and said, Paul, just trust in me. And I knew it was Jesus. Wow. Now, people often say to me, what's he look like? And you think being an ex-cop, I'd be able to give you a bit of a description of him. Uh-huh. But I can't. All I can say is I felt just pure peace. I felt so peaceful and, and I knew it was Jesus. So at 1.10am on Sunday the 3rd of March 1996, my life changed forever. That is epic. A mountaintop moment of meeting Jesus. It doesn't get any higher than that. Definitely. Next time in the Things I Wish I'd Known section, Paul talks about how he found his place in God. Sometimes it's, a, it's an awkward thing even just to call yourself a Christian, to work out what that means in terms of who you used to be and who you are now you've met Jesus. Especially if you don't look or act like the average Christian. Didn't know where, where I really fitted. Mm -hmm. um, for years, I, I was trying to find somewhere where I fit. Yeah. And, and I don't. Amen. Is the short answer. Mm -hmm. But um, I went to a vocations day um, held by the Leicester Diocese. Mm -hmm. And it was my new vicar mm -hmm. um, who said, what about an evangelist? And I thought, what's one of them? <laughs> Thanks for listening. New episodes are available every Tuesday. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on iTunes as it will help the show to grow. Finally, The Good Man, exploring economics and the spirit, is available on audible.com now. If it's your first book, it's free. Thanks for listening and stay blessed. Stay blessed.